Good afternoon. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Bill Allen Facebook Classes. Glad to have you joining me as we study through uh, a daily devotional guide that's centered on the book of Psalms from Tim and Kathy Keller on Thursday afternoons. Glad to have you joining me and especially glad that you've chosen to join us today because today is a, a great, great psalm. It's uh, Psalm 90. And it is a psalm that is attributed in the headings to Moses, a prayer of Moses, the man of God, the headings say. And just a little brief word about the headings of the psalms. Um, talked about this before, but they're probably, they don't seem to be inspired of God like the text, for example, of Psalm 90 is. However, they're likely pretty accurate in the best way, as we have said, to judge what the context is of a particular psalm. For example, what was going on, who wrote it, when was it, uh, is just by looking at the content. And the content of Psalm 90 is something that certainly could be attributed to Moses. There's nothing in there that would indicate that it's not. Uh, but it could also be attributed to others. But I believe that it is from Moses. And as you'll see, they'll recognize uh, several lines from this great psalm as we go through it. So uh, welcome to my friends, Eric and Cindy Mosley. Enjoy talking to your kids and granddaughter, beautiful, my beautiful Ellie last night. And uh, look forward to uh, being able to share this lesson with all of you. My cousin Gail and Keith have signed in. And so I appreciate that very much. That's a blessing to know that uh, uh, some others are watching as well and being helped by these wonderful, uh, wonderful lessons from uh, two very gifted authors. Um, Tim Keller on Thursdays as we go through the songs of Jesus on, uh, from the Psalms. And then on Tuesdays, Oswald Chambers from his great de daily devotional book, My Utmost for His Highest. So today is Psalm 90, and uh, today is the, the first of three readings this week from Psalm 90. It's a little bit longer than some of the other psalms, so that it's given three days and well-deserved, I might add. But I did want to go ahead and do that this week. Next week on Thursday, we'll look at the wonderful Psalm 91. That is such a great and encouraging psalm. But today it's Psalm 90, and uh, so let's get started. The first four verses, first of all, Lord... You have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Well, I don't know about you, but that makes me immediately think of Cecil B. DeMille's well, a wonderful uh, movie, The Ten Commandments. I think it came out in 1939. No, I wasn't alive then, but we sure got to see it a lot through the years. And uh, Charlton Heston just uh, just voicing that incredible uh, statement as he gathers, uh, gets ready to uh, receive all of those Ten Commandments and offers up that prayer from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Not sure about the year of that movie, but I do know that Charlton Heston played a great part in that. And it's one of those movies that a lot of us grew up watching. And uh, a lot of what people know about the Ten Commandments and the story of Moses uh, and the plagues and the Egyptian bondage and the deliverance and all of that 
is <laughs> as much from that movie as it is from the Bible. Hopefully that's not true of you, but I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. And this is one of those great statements that was in that movie, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Uh, it does seem consistent with Moses. It seems like it's a it's a chapter, it's, it's uh, uh, words that a man who had lived a, a while on the earth would write. And there's a lot of consideration as we go through it. But he begins by saying, Lord, you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations. It's an acknowledgement and a praise of God. It's always good to start a, a prayer with praise uh, blessing God and thanking Him for all of His blessings, acknowledging that He is the creator and sustainer of life, also our Savior, sending His Son. All of those things are good places to start. And of course, Moses writing, um, well, Moses probably lived around 1500 BC or BCE before the current era. And so he's a long time before Jesus came along and before the church started. Uh, but still Moses knew that God was the eternal God and looked to him uh, for as his refuge and deliverer, as he says in this psalm, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. And then this great verse, Psalm 90, verse 2, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You know, they didn't know as much as we know <laughs> back in Old Testament days. Moses in 1500, 1500 B.C., long before Jesus came, long before the New Testament was written, uh, long really before a lot of the Old Testament Bible was written. The prophets and uh, the kings, all of them came long after Moses. Uh, still, he knew that God was creator. Of course, he's the one, as best we can tell, that God revealed the book of Genesis to. And so he know, knew that firsthand from the oral traditions that probably came down to him via the generations that started with Adam and Eve and then Seth and all of the ones that came after them. Um, but it's Moses that says this great thought that uh, God is creator, uh, but God is also eternal from everlasting to everlasting throughout all generations um, and then God is also the one that's creator of humanity and mankind um, he's also the one that that calls the shots as to how long we stay here in this life you turn people back to dust saying return to dust you mortals it's a contrast between the greatness of the eternal creator and those of us who are just mere humans mere mortals uh, from dust we were taken, and to dust we shall return uh, one day. And then this great verse 4, A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. <clears throat> Peter would look back on this statement in Second Peter 3 as he was talking about those scoffers who were saying, Where is Jesus? He said he was coming back. It's been a few decades, and he hasn't. And now it's been 2,000 years, and he still hasn't. But as Moses tells us, a thousand years in the sight of God are like a day. Uh, and a day is uh, like a thousand years. So for God, uh, it's just been a couple of days because he is the eternal God. He was from before you could measure anything by time. He, never, he always was, and he always will be. And he's given us the opportunity uh, to always exist and exist in his presence through Jesus Christ. That's a great, great blessing. Um, and, uh, and so Moses acknowledges that. 
Um, and the, uh, the Kellers write, verse 4, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, like a watch in the night, which is three or four hours. Verse 4 is one of the most widely quoted verses in the Psalms because it comforts us when we're frustrated with God's timing. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, you know, and Moses, if he is writing towards the end of, of his life, after that 40-year uh, period where he put up with all the whining and the complaining and the griping of the Israelites, wondering where God would uh, bring about the fulfillment of his promise, um, that, that may very well be as he writes these words, looking back on all of the frustration that comes and, and wondering if he'll ever get to that promised land. As we know from the story, he did get there. He wasn't able to go across with the Israelites, but God put him at a high place and allowed him to see the beauty of the land that he had lived for the last 40 years of his life, leading God's people to. Time moves slowly from us. We crawl from moment to moment, the Kellers say. And God, who inhabits eternity, sees all of history in a single moment. The future a thousand years from now, if the world continues to exist, is just as clear to the mind and the eyes of God as uh, what went on yesterday. That's just the way God is, and, and this psalm acknowledges that. Uh, the timetable that God chooses is probably not going to match ours because of that difference, because he sees things from an eternal perspective. Uh, Moses seems to look at life uh, from the vantage point of old age and, and recognizing and acknowledging that uh, that our time is short and he's going to say more about that if you're familiar with the psalm then you know where he's going to go from here and uh, the call of course is to try to recognize that and to not waste our life to recognize the value of not just each year but each day each each moment each breath so let's keep reading in psalm 90 such a great psalm verse 5 yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death they are like the new grass of the morning. God creates us and uh, he is uh, uh, timeless, eternal, but we are not. We are not. Verse 6, in the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. That's the grass. And uh, scripture in other places as well as this, this uh, verse acknowledges that that's kind of the way we are in our lives. It's here for a while, uh, grows, blooms if that's the case and then um, and then it's gone psalm 90 verse 7 we are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation moses would know that firsthand you have set out our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your presence all our days pass away under your wrath we finish our years with a moan uh, moses acknowledges that uh, it is the result of sin that we do not live forever. Adam and Eve had the opportunity and then the fall came in Genesis 3 and humanity's life was cut short in this world. Uh, God intended for us to live with him for eternity and he had to go about that um, with plan B because we sin. All have sinned, Paul would say in Romans 3, and fall short of God's glory. Um, Verse 10, uh, we'll start with verse 9 again. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days, verse 10, may come to 70 years or 80. 
if our strength endures. Remember the old King James uh, translation of that? Uh, the number of days is three score and ten or four score if you're strong. Uh, 70 or 80 years, that's typically how long people live. And that's even still true uh, today. Some areas of the world less, some areas of the world more. But for the most part, from Moses' day on, that's about where it's been, 70 or 80 years. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Uh, the best of our days um, are not perfect. And that's because of the, the sinfulness of mankind and humanity. It's because of uh, the, the difficulties that we have in this world. As Jesus said in the world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So verse 11, if only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses cries out to God and prays, help us to remember these things. Help us to remember, God, your eternal nature. Help us to remember our own uh, temporal lifetime, uh, 70 or 80 years, and, and help us to know that for many it's much worse, for some it's a little longer, but we don't live here forever. So remind us, O oh Lord, as that great old hymn says, remind us, Lord, that you're a God who, who wants to bless and loves us uh, but he's also a God of justice and holiness, and, and uh, no one wants to be recipients of the Lord's wrath and anger. Uh, Paul talks about that in Romans 1, as God looks at the sins of the, of the world, uh, to the pagans, all, of, all people, and it's not a pretty picture. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It's interesting that Moses acknowledges that we are created by God and yet we fell and we have fallen into sin and now because of that this world is not our ultimate permanent home. This world does not last forever. Our bodies do not last forever. And so the call is to face sin and death from a realistic perspective. If we trust in our own abilities too much as if we were superhuman and eternal we won't be looking to God for the help and the hope and the life that only God uh, can give. Uh, the Kellers say this, give me the strength, Lord, to ask the big question, would I be ready to die tomorrow? Because we know that all for all of us that day will come and we want to be ready. Uh, scripture talks about it being like a thief in the night and that happens in a surprise. We It comes at a time when we're not expecting it. It comes unexpectedly. And so the, the reason Jesus tells us those things, scripture writers tell us those things, is so that we'll be ready every day. So that we will know that if the Lord chooses to come today or if my life ends today, I'll be okay. Not because my life is so great, but because my God is so great. How great is our God. Uh, we sing that song a lot here at West Irwin. Well, one more passage, and then we'll be done with Psalm 90, verses 13 through 17. This is the prayer of Moses. Relent, Lord. How long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. 
Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us. Isn't that a great statement? Moses had seen a lot of days where the people were afflicted for one reason or another, many times because of their own sinfulness. And so Moses prays, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us. He attributes that to God. God has that power. For as many years as we have seen trouble, let us see glory and joy those days. Same number of days. Verse 16, may your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Moses gives that great statement, satisfy us with your unfailing love. If we connect ourselves to God's unfailing, unending, eternal love, uh, that love overcomes our mortality so that we never end. Moses wasn't sure about how all this would play out, but we, we know, we are sure, we have accepted by faith that Jesus, the very Son of God, came and lived and died on the cross and was buried and was raised from the dead on the third day. That tomb is empty. We know from the teaching of Scripture that uh, we can turn to God in faith, believing in Jesus Christ, changing our lives, uh, repenting of our sins, confessing that this is our faith and our intention, and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. As Acts 2 verse 38 says, as Acts 16 describes in Lydia and the Philippian jailer, Acts 9 and Acts 22 in the life of Saul of Tarsus, who would become the Apostle Paul. Uh, we know on this side of the cross that we can respond in faith to the sacrifice, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and have our faith assured, blessed assurance, uh, Jesus is mine. Not because we deserve it, not because we earned the right, but because he came and lived and died uh, because we had sinned and we had failed. And that one God who is from everlasting to everlasting, as Moses says, uh, is the God who made it possible for us to be saved in spite of our sins. Jesus told uh, Martha as she was mourning the death of her brother, Jesus' friend Lazarus, Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And the one who lives and believes in me will never die. So we don't have to worry about uh, what comes after this life because we have faith in Jesus Christ. And we know that from everlasting to everlasting, he is God. And that means long before Moses, long before creation, uh, and long after the church began, long after you and I will have passed away, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And that's what we tell him. So let's bow for a moment and pray that prayer. From everlasting to everlasting, Father, you are God. You are the creator. You are the sustainer. Everything that has been made, you made it. And everything that is good, Father, comes from you. You are the holy God. We know that we have sinned. And we know that we will not live in this world forever because of the sinfulness of humanity. Not just Adam and Eve, but my own sin my own sinfulness. And so, Father, we also know that you are everlasting, you are sustainer and creator, but you are also Savior. And we're so thankful for the gift of your Son. We're thankful, Father, that you provided a way that we could accept 
that glorious gift by faith, trusting in you, as the old song says, Father, trusting and obeying. And so I pray, Father, that if there are some who are listening to this lesson today who have not come to faith, that they will. That they will believe in Jesus as the Son of God, your Son and our Savior. That they will change their life, repent of their sins, and that they will confess that faith before others. And Father, I pray that if there are some that haven't done this, that they will be baptized into Jesus Christ and have their sins washed away, just as you told Saul of Tarsus so long ago that they would be ones who would receive that gift of eternal life through faith and the obedience that comes with faith. Father, we know that as we live this life, um, we'll live it imperfectly and we'll live it at times falling into sin again. But we pray for your forgiveness. We pray for your guidance. And we pray, Father, that you as the eternal God, you as the God who is from everlasting to everlasting, you who is the God, Father, who sees a thousand years just like a day, just a, a, a small, tiny glimpse of life that you see it from an eternal perspective. Help us, Father, to trust in your perspective, to be willing, Father, to give our lives to you, uh, to be willing to trust and to obey. Father, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope that uh, you have a good weekend. I hope and pray that all are healthy on your end. And we, we pray for our loved ones. We pray for our church. Uh, we pray for our, our communities and our country and our world. And we pray to the one who from everlasting to everlasting is God. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. If you can, join us online or on um, on next Tuesday. God bless.